Hey ladies, it's Jen Mack, Lady of the Mind. Welcome to today's episode where I hope I find you drama-free. If you are not drama-free, then it is my intention that in today's episode, I give you just one nugget of inspiration towards a transformation. Everybody deals with drama. Everybody. And everybody, I feel like drama is like um, a developmental skill, developmental pathway we have to get through. Like we have to graduate through there. And some people, they get it when they're in their teens. Some people get it and they have it later in adulthood. Some people just, however, whenever they get it, they they grow into, or they grow up in a chaotic household and it just continues for their life. So we're going to talk about how we stop the drama train. This is very important. I want you to really pay attention to this, especially if you have drama in your life. Drama is created from chaos and chaos is created in our mind. And when I remember living my life, I was probably in my early 20s, living my life in chaos and drama. And it was obnoxious. It was every day. It was all the time. I was this nervous wreck dealing with either anxiety or depression, depends on what was going on. My relationships were terrible. There was, it was like a soap opera, but a really bad one. And when did it stop? And I will give you one word, which is almost always my word. Matter of fact, I shouldn't even tell you what the word is, but I should make you come over to Lady Rising in the Facebook group and type the word, one word, on the page. And it's always the word. It's always the thing I'm telling. So I'm not going to say the word today. I really am encouraging you to join our community. And I would love to have you, even if you join our community and then leave after that, and then type the word on our page, literally with nothing else, and type the word on the on the page. So <sighs> drama is is something that can steal your joy. It can steal your life. And and I know firsthand because I spent a lot of years even creating chaos. And even though I didn't necessarily grow up with a chaotic environment or in a chaotic environment, there was a little bit of trouble. My mom had a hard time, but mostly she was absent. I mean, if she was in a really good mood, she would engage with us and hang out with us and spend time with us. And she was a very good mother. Like she provided a safe environment for us and she really had our back. And I, and I knew that about her. We were well fed. We lived in a, in a great home. You know, we went to school, we were clean, we were taken care of in that way. But my mom, as far as like hanging out with us, getting to know us better, better, I think that was really hard for her. I think that she was in a tough place emotionally and didn't know how to deal with those emotions. And lo and behold, her daughter, who's going to learn how to deal with emotions, didn't know then and couldn't really help her. <laughs> so, but parenting is hard. Parenting is really tough. And I have a lot of clients, um, women that I have spoken with, especially in the last several months, that are dealing with some pretty good-sized drama. Like, there's always something going on. And one of the things that I will tell you that will help to lessen it, and I know if you're a parent, you're going to have a hard time hearing this, and it's okay. I understand that sometimes, you know, I come in at these different angles to broaden your perspective, and I know that it'll be tough to hear it, but I think... If you just let it wash over you, you'll understand what I mean. And, and it doesn't have to be just parenting either. This could be um, another family member. It could even be your coworkers, whatever. But is first of all, not to get sucked into other people's drama. 
when we're not feeding the passengers on the drama train, we are less likely to feel the drama, okay? So what I mean by that is not taking on the responsibility of other people's shit. Everybody has their thing. Everybody has their journey, their perspective, their things that they have to learn. And when we take it on, then we are leaving our learning and taking on someone else's lesson. That's like, instead of teaching your kids how to tie their shoes, you tie their shoes for them. Well, they're never going to learn how to tie their shoes if you keep doing it. Now, again, I don't want to, I don't want to strictly talk about parenting, but Parenting can be very difficult in that way is that we take on a lot of our kids' lessons early on in life. I remember when Cameron was little and I worked with kids for years and years and years, special needs, little kids, babies, big kids, teenagers, whatever, and um, all kids of all backgrounds. And um, I got some wonderful training when I was working with kids and, of course, went off on my own as far as research and books and learning how to relate to kids based on my own problems that I was or obstacles I was having while working with kids. And I remember Cameron having a really hard time zipping his jacket. And one of my mottos that I stand by is you try it first and then if you need help, I will help you. So I remember we were getting ready to go, and it's possible we were getting ready to go to school. I'm not sure. Let's just say that. And I was doing something in the kitchen counter, maybe, let's say, packing lunches. I can't remember the details. And he was going to zip his jacket, and he just couldn't get it, you know. And I do want to know why, though, that the zipper pulls are so stupidly small and why there is any material near the zipper at all in any way. Put it on the inside of the zipper, not on the outside where the thing's going to get stuck. That's just my two cents about zippers. Um. But anyway, so he's trying to, you know, you put the thing down in the hole and then you pull the zipper and he just doesn't have the thing down all the way. And he's pulling, he's getting really frustrated and he starts to cry and he goes, Jen, will you help me? And I'm like, I said, you try, try again. And then if you really can't do it, then yes, of course, I'll help you. And he's crying and he's throwing himself on the ground and he's, you know, it's getting worse and worse and worse. Now, typical parent would just run right over there end his suffering end his pain and uh, zip it for him. Now, the lesson here is not about zipping. The lesson is not about tying shoes. It's not about managing your money. It's not about um, finding your way. It's not about any of that. It's about managing your emotions so you can stay in the mind that will help you solve the problem or stay in an elevated mind to help you solve the problem. So I patiently squatted down next to him while he's laying you know, in his own snot tears rolling down his face and he's yelling about how he can't do it. And I said, take a deep breath. And what, what am I doing right there? Oh, I am helping you to breathe, right? I'm helping you to get present. Our breath is the present moment. That's why we have, we have, when people are upset is okay, take a deep breath. So he takes a deep breath. He's now sitting up, wiping snot on his brand new jacket. And I get him to standing. I'm sitting on the floor in front of him. And I said, okay, take a deep breath. I said, what's the end goal here? What are you trying to accomplish? He's like, I'm trying to zip my jacket. And I said, is rolling around on the floor helping you zip your jacket? And he said, no. He said, I'm just, I'm mad. And I said, I understand. This is, this is very frustrating. I said, once we get calm, let's try to zip our jacket again. And he's like, okay, Jen. And then he's standing there and he's looking at me. And I said, I said, what? And he goes, can you zip it for me? And I said, no. I said, because this is important. I said, you have to learn how to zip your own, your jacket. I said, this is a skill that you need. I said, when you're in college, I'm not coming over to your dorm to help zip your coat. And he starts laughing, you know. 
Anyway, so from this calm state, of course, the end goal is, you know, now he's a 13-year-old who can zip his coat. <laughs> but he learned the skill. Now, did he learn the skill forever and ever about managing his emotions? No, but he learned how to zip his coat. Now, you would think that that's the lesson to be learned when, in fact, it's not. It's about managing your emotions. I can tell you story upon story upon story upon story about raising Cameron and about how his emotions get the best of him. Whether he's in a conversation with his dad, whether he's trying to figure something out, he can't solve a math problem, he you know, ran out of money and his friends are inviting him to the movies, he doesn't have any money and he doesn't know how to problem solve, he, the, the video game beat him, you know, whatever the thing is. Managing our emotions is the key to stopping the drama train, is getting off the drama train, no matter whose drama it is. And I had a family member one time that uh, she has passed away now that caused a lot of drama. And I remember her two kids, which were my niece and nephew, or who are my niece and nephew, they would get sucked into her drama and it would create all this worry and angst in the family. And I remember one time going over there and visiting with her a very short period of time. And I was picking up the kids or dropping off the kids and um, was talking with her and she got sucked into this drama. And I remember sitting there for what seemed to be a long period of time just listening to her. And I realized that in my listening, I was letting her rant, but I was feeding the addiction to drama, the addiction to the attention that she got when there was a drama something in her life. So I interrupted her and immediately changed the subject. I disrupted that thought. I disrupted the thought that she was having, changed the subject completely, and talked about something else. And she was able to snap out of it and completely go along with me and talk about something else. And I found it to be quite fascinating. And I remember my brother would do something similar is he would just get going and going and going. And if we know anything about words, if you've been listening to my podcast, I talk a lot about our thinking and our words. And as we are taking our thinking and presenting it into words, and the more words we use and the more we get our body involved, we create more emotion. And remember, emotion is the language of the body. And that's where 90% of our creation comes from. So if I'm thinking a thought and I'm using words to describe that thought, and, and I have an audience, Unless you have a podcast, then you don't know if you have an audience or not, but you could just go and you could go and go and go until whenever, until your battery recording comes to an end. <laughs> your battery dies on your phone, right? And even then you could keep going. But I get the body involved and now I'm recreating the scenario that I'm complaining about. That is the idea behind creation, okay? So, but if I am allowing the person in front of me to continue going and going and going forever and ever and ever, even if it's me, I am, I am presenting them with the idea that they can continue to create. They are going to continue to create the thing that they're complaining about. Now, most likely if they're complaining about it, they don't want to create it. They don't want to recreate it. That's throwing dog poop out on the sidewalk of life. And in the meantime, if I'm a friend of theirs, a relative of uh, anybody that I am involved with them in any way, I don't want to help them to create, to continue to create this drama. So what can I do? First of all, don't jump into the wagon with them. Don't get on the train. Don't get on the drama train with them. Don't get on the train and start complaining with them because now you're co-creating. There's a lot of power in co-creation. Now we got two people talking and complaining about the same thing. You are going to recreate it. So what can we do instead? 
Well, first of all, you can hold your space. Holding your space means you are not allowing them to suck you into and calling you all aboard onto the drama train. So don't start complaining with the complainer. That's first. Holding your space. Remember a couple of podcasts ago, a couple of episodes ago, I'm talking about maintaining your joy simply because it feels better. And don't let the people outside of you kick you out of that joy. I know it's hard. We're all going to work on it together. I know it can be very difficult, but that is something you're going to keep in front of you. Now that you know this information, you're going to keep this in front of you, right? That's what I'm saying, right? Okay. Now that we have that under control, now that we have you in agreement. So now that that is there and you're going to basically, I don't want to say holding space, but basically you're going to hold your own energy. You're going to keep your energy in a container. You're not going to feed the energy to the already bonfire that is going. You're not going to throw gas on the bonfire that's already going, okay? Now, you could give them a couple of minutes to try to move the energy because maybe they are trying to problem solve or maybe they're just complaining. If you get the idea that they're just complaining, the next thing to do is to disrupt. Disrupt them. Change their frame of thought. Don't try to solve the problem because from that complaining vibration, they can't solve the problem anyway. They are below the perspective of a solution and they're not going to be able to come up with a solution to the problem. And even if your solution is amazing and would actually solve the problem, they're not going to like the solution, which is why when you get going with complainers, they're like, you go, well, you know, what if you tried this? Like, oh yeah, bleh, I already tried that. Bleh, that doesn't work. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well, they can't get it from there. The vibration is too low. Remember, if the problem is at a three and they're at a one complaining about it, they need to be higher than a three on the vibrational scale to be able to solve the problem. And they're not going to get there by you trying to solve the problem with them. Okay? So disrupt it. Talk about something completely different. Change the subject. Does it sound rude? Yes, it does. Does it work? Yes. Because what we're ultimately doing is trying to get them to raise their vibration, basically without them knowing that they're raising their vibration or that you're even attempting to do that for them. It's actually amazing. I remember being on the phone with my brother and when he was, when his kids were younger and his oldest son, he had a hard time parenting. My brother was, you know, a very young father. I think he was 18 when he had his son. Very young father, still trying to figure things out on his own. Um, He was an independent, but yet not mature enough to be raising kids and then dealing with the drama of their own relationship with him and his oldest son's mother. So he had his own drama. And I remember being on the phone with him for several hours, 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 three hours. I hardly would say anything other than, hey, how's it going? Well, that was like the worst thing to ever ask. And he would go on, not kidding you guys, for days complaining about parenting. I know it's hard work and I can certainly get in that spiral myself. So years and years and years went on. His son is now 31 or something and he doesn't complain nearly as much. Now he still finds things to complain about. But what I have discovered in this as someone who does need to be disrupted often, myself that is, and it does work, is I would disrupt him. And I would either change the subject completely and sometimes he would go with me and sometimes he wouldn't. He's now better at it. He's like learned how I have conversations with him. I give him a couple of minutes. I know I can't solve the problem. I can't help him solve the problem from here. None of my suggestions are going to work or be good enough. And so I'm going to basically get off the topic. 
So as I get off the topic, he usually goes with me now. Now, other times he would, you know, just end up getting off the phone because he's too emotionally wound up and he just can't, you know, he's got to talk about it. Now, another thing that you can do once their vibration is raised. Now, this is, again, you really should know the person and the thing that they're complaining about, they should have some control over. This is about their own life is then you can ask them questions out of curiosity. Now, this would be literally a question and answer type of a conversation. So once you hold your own, then you disrupt. Now you can change the subject for a while, let them kind of calm down if you want. You don't always have to do this. You're not a coach, but it's just a conversation if it felt weird to interrupt them, is you could come back around and ask questions. You will get a feel for if they're... If they're um, if their numbers are up a little bit, like they're laughing, they're, they're sounding pretty happy. Um, you may have to go back to step one and step two. If you try to have these conversations with them and you're asking questions about helping them solve the problem, if their vibration really hasn't come up very high. So let's say the person is complaining about a job and then you shift to be like, Ooh, I have to tell you something that I just bought at the store blah, blah, blah. And I have to tell you this story and about this person. And oh my gosh, it was so funny. And your job is not your job. This is none of this is your job. But, but if you do attempt to try to do this, then shift gears and think about, um, how you can help them to raise their vibration. So tell a funny story, tell something just, Ooh, 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 I have to tell you something before I forget or something like that. Okay. You're disrupting, you are interrupting their, their brain train of going down this, you're, you're shifting the tracks. They're going to take a sharp left. Okay. Instead of going straight off the cliff, <laughs> they're going to take a sharp left. And that's a direction you want them to go in. Okay. You want them to go in a completely different direction. Now, once you disrupt and you tell them your funny story is now you can come back once their vibration is up a little bit and they don't automatically pick up where they left off is you can start asking them questions. Oh yeah. Okay. So you were just complaining about your job. Let's see if we can problem solve. Let's see if we can problem solve from here. You know, just like when Cameron is, you know, dealing with this whole zipper fiasco, I'm like, is throwing yourself on the ground helping you solve this problem? And of course it's a no, right? No, it's not helping me solve the problem. So you don't want to say like, hey, is, is complaining helping you solve this problem? But it's like, do you want, do you want me to help brainstorm to try to solve this problem? Or are you ready to find a solution? And then you are going to not give answers because you don't know where they are in their journey. We can only speculate, but truly inwards, we do not know where they are in their journey. I don't even give ideas, advice, or share anything. I might, but I really just go in from curiosity. Like, what is it about your job that you, that you love? Where else do you think you could go? If you could pick any job that would be amazing, what would it be? Like try to get them to think on the desire side of things instead of consistently shifting and talking about the things that they hate. Because if we continue to talk about the things that we hate, we continue to attract the things that we hate. So these are some pretty powerful ways to help with conversations about you getting on, getting off, sorry, getting off the drama train that somebody close to you is creating. Now, another thing that's a little bit more drastic is giving yourself some freedom from the person. Now, if you've been listening, you realize that I just quit a job that I did have, that I, I really did enjoy, the job itself I enjoyed, and the people to some degree I enjoyed until things really got weird. Um, I realized that my health was 
a little bit at risk. I shouldn't say a little bit. It was kind of a lot at risk. And that's why I decided to let the job go. The kind of drama that I was dealing with was affecting me physically. If that's where you are in your life, is that this job that you have or the relationship that you're in is affecting you physically in a negative way, I would really encourage you and invite you to consider a little bit deeper soul searching about the place that you're in. Because if as it affects your life at this physical level, it is going to be harder and harder for you to get out. It's going to be harder and harder for you to make those shifts. Now, there's lots and lots and lots of ways to make adjustments in the physical world. A lot of those ways are going inward and thinking about how do I change this? How do I shift this? How do I, how do I help this? And I did a lot of energy work around where I was working previously, and it just wasn't working. It just, I, I'm not sure why, it, um, but the drama continued. And so now part of, actually, I can say why is the person, any people that you're sending energy to, a lot of the times they have to be open to receiving it, even on a spiritual level. And I don't believe this person was. Now, this is not a form of manipulation, but it's also a form of protection, which I did do. Um, But I definitely wanted to focus on my business. But I will say that I do miss it a little bit. Um, Now, let's talk about it if it's you. If you're the one creating the drama, you're going to have to set the stage a little bit more when you, when you know that this is something that you do. For one, you have to recognize that you're creating the drama. You know, this is everything that you're experiencing in your life is past, is past manifest. So in order to start shifting what we're doing, we have to start thinking differently. And our thinking will start feeling differently. And in our feeling, we will start acting differently. In order for that to happen, we have to disrupt how we think about things. And we have to disrupt the energy of the flow, the past programming that I've been talking about for the last couple of episodes. And in disrupting our own thinking, not only could we start throwing some some positive out on the sidewalk of life, but we have to set up our physical environment to help us, especially if we're going to start, if, if our emotions get the best of us. So in order to do that, I like to create physical items that will remind me. We call it anchoring in the physical experience or in the physical existence or the physical reality is anchoring. So so sometimes it can be three by five cards. Sometimes it could be a message on your phone, but it's got to be something that you could quickly go and see and read to remind you of what you are trying to create. If you are trying to create a loving relationship, or a great job, or more money, or more love, or more health, or healing, whatever, is find something in your life that represents that. If I am trying to create whatever, what's this thing? What's the emotion of that thing? And what can I use? And it can literally be anything. What can I use that's in my physical environment that I can anchor this emotion to? Now, here's what happens. This is a little bit of neuro-linguistic programming. Now, what can happen is, and it really doesn't matter. Let's say it's just a a favorite um, crap. I mean, a favorite pencil. It doesn't matter. It's a pencil. How about it's just a pencil? There's always pencils around me. I love using pencils. So I always have pencils around me, and here's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to visualize the thing I want all the way to the end. 
if I wasn't this, I was this and the emotion. Now I'm going to use the visual and the emotion and the thought of the emotion. I'm going to create the scene so I can feel the emotion. Once I can feel the emotion, I'm going to feel it even more and then more and more until I'm really, really feeling the emotion so much so that if I come out of this meditation or this visualization, I don't even need the thing because I feel the emotion as if it's complete. It's got to be that good. It's got to be that far. Then hold the item in your hand and say, this represents this emotion. This pencil represents elation. And I'm feeling elation right now. And I'm anchoring my physical, my emotional, and my thoughts together. Now, if I'm feeling tippy and I'm feeling like my relationship is stupid and I hate my life and I'm going to start complaining is I'm going to pick up a pencil and watch what happens. It sounds ridiculous, but it is neuro-linguistic programming, using your language, using your physical items to help create a new environment. Now you are reminded of something beautiful. Now you are reminded, as soon as you pick that thing up, you are now reminded of something amazing. Okay? In that something amazing, this is what starts shifting. These are the little things. Every single podcast, and now I'm going to start counting. I decided I'm not going to do seasons anymore, like season four, season five, that I wish I would have just numbered them one to whatever. So now I'm, now I'm going to. So now this is number 289. I have 289 podcasts. I'm pretty excited about that. Every single one of these, I have given you a small task, a small exercise, a small little piece of homework to do to practice, I encourage you or I invite you to consider using this task. Try it. What's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to find happiness. You're going to find love. You're going to find abundance. I encourage you to give this a try. I'm always giving these little pieces of exercise and, and the tangibles, but, but when we really start working with these three items, these three faculties, the, the thinking emotions, and the physical world, you are going to start shifting tremendously. And so I encourage you to do that. Now again, and I will invite you again, that if you do need support, that I suggest, I invite you, I invite you to come to our Lady Rising group on Facebook. It's a private group. When you get the membership question, say you're coming in through the podcast, and then Join our sister circle. Our sister circles are very inexpensive, so there's no fitness. Fitness? I don't know where I went with that. There's no, there should not be any financial barriers. Your first call is free, and after that, it's $15 a call or $25 a month to get either two or three calls. Depends on how many weeks are in the month. We do, we do two or three calls a month. They're roughly an hour to 90 minutes long, and it is a connection when we get to, to take a tool like this one bring it out into the sister call and we talk about it and we practice it and we, we get to explore things together in sisterhood, in sistership. And it's one of my favorite things to do because I'm really starting to see the group grow and these women who are just doing amazing things in their lives because of the things that we're doing in this group. So I invite you to check it out. Go to Lady Rising on Facebook, check it out. Um, say you're coming in through the podcast. And then um, join our sister call. One of these days, I hope to see you and I hope to see more of my podcast audience because I hear, a, I hear a little bit about people who are listening. So I would love to just see that we are taking our lives by storm and we 
are stepping off the drama train. So hope to see you soon. If you liked this episode and you look forward to future episodes and are really looking for a community to help support you with implementing the tools that we're talking about in this podcast, please consider joining our online sister community called Lady Rising on Facebook, where we focus on that spiritual support and connection, just like in today's episode. I hope you'll join us. Go to Facebook, type in Lady Rising, and tell me you came in through the podcast.